Lesson 1, Importance of Zoonoses in Rural Communities Zoonotic diseases are an important health risk and concern for rural communities. While their occurrence is generally infrequent, it is more likely they are unrecognized or even accepted as an occupational risk. Zoonoses can have profound impacts on human health, animal health, food safety, and public health. Veterinarians and their staff play an important role in raising awareness and promoting prevention for these important diseases. Prevention involves several simple protective measures, as well as the use of animal health and husbandry prevention practices. Promoting the daily use of these basic prevention practices is the first step to minimizing zoonoses in rural communities. Lesson 1 is divided into three parts that will overview the risks and impacts of zoonotic diseases of agricultural animals, cattle, small ruminants, swine, equine, and poultry, and the importance of veterinary personnel in promoting prevention in rural communities. At the end of this lesson, you should be able to explain the risk factors that predispose individuals in rural communities to zoonotic disease exposures. Recognize individuals that can be at higher risk for zoonotic diseases. Describe the impact of zoonotic diseases on animal and human health in rural communities. And explain how identifying exposure risk areas and transmission routes can help you communicate and inform clients about zoonotic disease prevention. Part 1, Zoonoses in Rural Communities. We are all familiar with the term zoonoses, or diseases that can be transmitted between animals and humans under natural conditions. The World Health Organization distinguishes over 200 zoonoses worldwide. Zoonotic diseases affect all species of animals, each with their unique list of potential pathogens. Many affect multiple species, and many are common to rural settings. Zoonotic pathogens consist of a variety of organisms, with diverse life cycles, modes of transmission, and disease consequences. If we look at several zoonotic diseases by animal species, we can see the diversity and overlap such as salmonellosis across species. A more detailed list of zoonoses by species can be found in the Zoonotic Diseases of Agricultural Animals handout on the Center for Food Security and Public Health website. The risk for zoonotic disease exposure, especially in rural communities, is a very real and important threat to human health as well as animal health, and has been for many centuries. Many zoonotic diseases have long histories, such as anthrax and rabies, with origins that can be traced back to the earliest days of human settlement and agriculture. As the domestication of animals increased, people continued to have close contact with the animals and, as a result, exposure to a growing number of zoonotic diseases. While the implementation of animal prevention control programs have helped to reduce the incidence of many once prevalent zoonoses, such as brucellosis and tuberculosis, numerous reports, cases, and studies show that the risk continues. A wide variety of zoonotic diseases continue to affect and impact all ages of individuals with exposures to livestock and poultry. Outbreaks include well-known zoonotic pathogens, such as shigatoxin-producing E. coli and salmonella, but also less commonly recognized zoonotic disease risks, such as ascoriasis in swine, campylobacteriosis in sheep, toxoplasmosis, streptococcosis, and others. These situations emphasize the need to educate producers and those that visit farms about the risks, but more importantly to raise awareness of the simple prevention measures that can protect them and their loved ones.
The prevalence of zoonotic diseases in the United States varies widely, depending on the pathogen involved. Some are common and widespread, such as ringworm, contagious ecthyma, cryptosporidiosis, salmonellosis, and E. coli. Others, such as anthrax, coxiellosis or Q fever, leptospirosis, and vesicular stomatitis occur more regionally, sporadically, or seasonally. There are also a number of zoonotic pathogens of livestock that are relatively uncommon in frequency, such as animal-associated influenza, psittacosis, and rabies, but have substantial health impacts. Several have declined in prevalence due to effective control programs, such as the previously mentioned brucellosis and tuberculosis, while others have increased in occurrence, have been introduced to novel locations, or have expanded in distribution. However, the true prevalence of many zoonotic diseases is often unknown due to the lack of recognition or reporting. Additionally, there is always the constant threat of new and emerging zoonoses occurring through the movement of people and animals globally, nationally, and locally. Emerging diseases have been defined by the Institute of Medicine as any new, re-emerging, or drug-resistant infections whose incidence in humans has increased within the past two decades or whose incidence threatens to increase in the near future. Today it is estimated that 60% of known infectious diseases of people are zoonotic, but this percentage increases when we consider new and emerging diseases. At least 75% of these health threats for people have an animal origin. So for every five new human diseases that appear each year, at least three are of animal origin. This timeline shows many zoonotic diseases involving livestock, poultry, or rural settings that have emerged or expanded in location or host range over the past 30 years. One example is the H3N2 variant of influenza A, more commonly referred to as swine influenza, that was first detected in people in 2011. Outbreak investigations linked illnesses to close contact with pigs at agricultural fairs, primarily in children, cases continue to occur each year. Similarly, avian influenza was not considered a zoonotic disease threat until human cases were first reported in China in 2004. Additionally, we must always remain vigilant for bioterrorism and agroterrorism threats, as well as the occurrence of transboundary or foreign animal diseases. Most of the listed potential pathogens on these lists are zoonotic in nature. Many involve pathogens that are unfamiliar, but can have devastating impacts on the animals and people in rural communities. This list shows the potential bioterrorism agents listed by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, or CDC. They are divided into categories based on the severity of impact that they can have on human health, with Category A listing the most severe. This list contains several diseases or organisms we may be familiar with, such as anthrax, brucellosis, Q fever, and equine viral encephalitis viruses, as well as others that may not be well known, such as tularemia, glanders, meloidiosis, and Nipah virus. All of these diseases and others bolded on the slide are zoonotic, having impacts not only on animal health, but human health as well. Similarly, the U.S. Department of Agriculture has a list of high-consequence livestock pathogens that threaten animal health in the United States. Many of these diseases, such as avian influenza, Newcastle disease, and vesicular stomatitis, have human health impacts following exposure to infected animals or shared environments. So why are rural communities at risk for zoonotic diseases? 
let's look at some of the factors that put rural communities, especially those in close contact with livestock and poultry, at risk for zoonotic diseases. Rural communities are widely distributed across the nation. According to the most recent Census of Agriculture, there are over 2 million farms and ranches, covering nearly two-fifths of the country, over 9 million acres. These farms vary from large-scale production facilities to small backyard herds and flocks, from single species to multi-species enterprises. Within these settings, there is a unique human-animal environment interface. Many individuals in rural communities have frequent close contact and exposure to animals and their environment during daily chores such as feeding, cleaning, as well as handling and moving livestock and poultry. These tasks are essential, but put individuals at greater risk of exposure to zoonotic pathogens. Increased risks for exposures can also be related to the level of awareness of zoonotic disease risks, as well as the level of personal hygiene or prevention measures taken while working around animals. Animal husbandry situations may also contribute to increased exposures. Factors such as the transport and movement of animals to different locations, the rearing of large herds and flocks in confined spaces, the level of biosecurity, animal health, and sanitation that is implemented on a farm can all contribute to the introduction or occurrence of a wide variety of infectious diseases onto farms, and oftentimes results in significant animal health impacts. When the disease is zoonotic, the potential for pathogen transfer to humans, especially those working in close contact with these animals, increases. Rural settings are also prime habitat for disease-carrying arthropod vectors, as well as wildlife reservoirs and scavenger species that all play important roles in the maintenance, exposure risks, and transmission of zoonotic diseases to people as well as domestic animals found on the farm. A reservoir refers to the habitat where an infectious agent lives, grows, and multiplies. It can involve a person, an animal, or elements in the environment such as soil. Most reservoirs harbor organisms without injury to itself, but then serve as a source from which animals or humans can be infected. Many of the diseases discussed in this course involve reservoirs as a component of the exposure process. Zoonotic pathogens are also constantly changing to adapt and survive. This microbial adaptation and emergence is an important consideration, as is the growing number of antimicrobial-resistant organisms emerging each year. Another important element that can impact zoonotic disease outcomes in rural communities is limited access to health care. The lack of or reduction in available services or facilities can result in a need to travel long distances to access health care. Other barriers, such as a lack of reliable transportation or lack of health insurance, may limit the ability to obtain the care needed or result in delays in seeking medical care when health issues arise. This map, developed by the Rural Health Information Hub, shows areas of the United States with shortages of primary health care professionals. Greater shortages in need are indicated by the dark blue coloration. As of December 2019, nearly 63% of these shortage areas were located in rural communities. This situation emphasizes the need to raise awareness about zoonotic disease prevention to reduce severe medical outcomes. So who in rural communities are at risk for zoonotic diseases? As previously stated, those working closely with animals are at greatest risk. While some zoonoses are known and often accepted as occupational risks, 
others remain under-recognized, emphasizing the need to raise awareness for those working with animals. This is not limited to animal owners, but includes anyone helping with the care, handling, or processing of livestock and poultry. Oftentimes, individuals working on farms are entry-level or temporary employees, or youth in the community, both with limited experience and lack of awareness of any zoonotic risks. Workers in agriculture-related industries, such as processing plants, including local meat processors, can also be at risk for exposure due to the handling of animals or their carcasses. Additionally, of the more than 2 million farms in the United States, 97% are family farms, and the 2017 Census of Agriculture categorizes 88% as small family farms. Many families rely on their animals as sources of food or sales that contribute to their financial livelihood. Most small farms have youth of various ages helping with chores and animal care or working for other farms in the area for part-time and summer work. Many of these individuals also participate in agricultural programs such as FFA or 4-H, requiring close contact and preparation for shows and fairs. While these experiences provide important and meaningful educational opportunities, they can put these individuals at increased risk for zoonotic disease exposures. It is especially important to consider immunocompromised individuals who can be more vulnerable and severely affected by zoonotic pathogens than someone who is immunocompetent. People may be immunocompromised due to primary causes such as a congenital defect affecting the immune system, but more commonly as a result of secondary causes that weaken or damage the immune system. This can occur for a variety of reasons, all of which affect the ability for their body to respond to immune system challenges such as zoonoses. Immunocompromised individuals include children, especially those younger than five years old, who are particularly vulnerable due to their developing immune system. Older adults, especially those over 65, are more vulnerable due to their waning immune system. According to the 2017 Census of Agriculture, the average age of U.S. producers was 57 and a half years old. Many, particularly those in the southern states, are over 60. This category also includes a wide range of individuals with other immunocompromising situations, such as transient immunosuppression during pregnancy, or immunosuppression from illnesses such as diabetes or HIV, or following medical therapy such as immune-suppressing drugs or chemotherapy treatments. Not only are common zoonotic pathogens a concern for these individuals, but several opportunistic pathogens such as Pasteurella malfocida, Bordetella bronchoseptica, and Rhodococcus equi are of additional risk for an immunocompromised person. There has also been a tremendous growth in the number of individuals raising chickens in their backyard or venturing into hobby farms. According to the Census of Agriculture, more than half of the U.S. farms fall into this small-scale status and report commodity sales of less than $10,000. Many of these individuals are inexperienced and learning about their chosen species and often unaware of the zoonotic risks. The number of agritourism venues has also grown in recent years. Many of these are small operations that function on a seasonal basis. These settings provide the public with valuable educational opportunities to learn about agriculture, as well as provide producers the opportunity to generate additional income. According to Census of Agriculture data, 
agritourism revenue more than tripled between 2002 and 2017, and 75% of income was related to direct sales of food. Populations attracted to these operations generally include families with small children, many who are unaware of proper precautions that should be taken with animals. Veterinarians and their staff are also at increased risk for zoonotic disease exposures during the examination and treatment of animals. Similar to those caring for animals, veterinary personnel often accept these as occupational risks. Surveys of practitioners have indicated that veterinarians or their staff often do not take the necessary precautions to protect themselves against zoonotic disease transmission. In one survey, only 18% of large animal and equine practitioners reported that they always sanitize or wash their hands before patient contact, and less than a third indicated they wash their hands before eating or drinking at work. Documented zoonotic infections in veterinary personnel have included salmonellosis, cryptosporidiosis, sporotrichosis, methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus, psittacosis, dermatophytosis, leptospirosis, Q fever, and of course rabies. However, we all know that livestock and poultry play an important role in the lives of their owners, and these species are important components of the food and agriculture industry. In addition to providing safe and wholesome food for the nation, many animals contribute to the economic well-being and livelihood, as well as personal enjoyment of their owners, and are necessary to local, state, and national economies. All of these factors make the need for zoonotic disease awareness and prevention not only essential for animal health and production, but for the health of those around these animals. In the next section, we will discuss the impact of zoonoses on rural communities.